Hello, welcome back. You're listening to Minus Touch Live. Going back to the beginning. And then I'm going to clean out my shed a little more. 44 days of trial. Donald Trump initially refused to agree. Closing arguments in the New York civil fraud case against Donald Trump. This is called Diaper Done Stunt Backfires and GOP Hearing Implodes. 11 weeks and 44 days of trial. Donald Trump initially refused to agree to the rules of delivering a closing argument himself, which is peculiar in the first place. The same rules every lawyer and litigant must abide by who shows up in a courtroom. But Donald Trump didn't care. He ended up giving some bizarre closing statement anyway that I would just say is the definition of unhinged. It was poor whining. Of course, they would never uh, charge him with contempt. Donald Trump just stormed out of the courtroom. That would have been fun. Went to the <laughs> Wall Street building, which is actually one of the places where it's alleged the So that would have been fun if Judge charged him with contempt. <laughs> Fraud went down and held this unhinged press conference with Alina Haba. It was so strange. We'll break down what took place. And this press conference, it resembled the unhinged town hall that Donald Trump held in Iowa the other night, where he'd been too afraid to debate, to debate his remaining primary opponents, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. And during Donald Trump's town hall, he bragged about getting millions of dollars from China while in office, which is a violation of the emolument clause. Trump also said he would not commit to supporting NATO. Things during normal times would be disqualifying. Also, Chris Christie has suspended his campaign for the Republican nomination. Oh, he made very powerful remarks. About knowing Donald Trump more than anybody was the for only 22 years, he's known Donald Trump. And the threats that he knows because he knows who Donald Trump is more than anyone that's posed by Trump if he ever gets into office again. So this really leaves. Trump, DeSantis, and Nikki Haley as the serious contenders for the GOP nomination. Yeah, there's Vivek, but not really. Um, and Nikki Haley is surging and picking up those Chris Christie voters will have a major impact on the dynamic. What have we been saying here now for months on the Midas Touch Network? This narrative that Trump's just going to go into Iowa and New Hampshire and crush everyone, that's like red wave media narrative. We've been saying for months. Haley's going to win in New Hampshire. I still do. And I think Trump will win in Iowa, but I just don't think it's going to be as strong as he and the media has claimed it's going to be. Also, this MAGA Republican PR stunt that took place this week to try to hold Hunter Biden. They're obsessed with Hunter Biden. 
in contempt because Hunter Biden wanted to testify publicly under oath in the committee hearing with no limitations and simply not in a secret deposition? Oh, boy, did this backfire magnificently on the MAGA Republicans as Hunter Biden showed up and said, look, I'm not scared. You're scared to take my deposition in front of the world. I'm here. I'm ready to go. And also who were ready to go? The Democrats led by Jasmine Crockett, Jared Moskowitz, Jamie Raskin and others went on the offense and exposed the hypocrisy and cowardice of the <clears throat> MAGA Republicans. Great job, so Democrats. Full of Democrats, exclamation point. Nice to see you guys grow a spine. How about calling for mass expulsion? Nice to see you finally grow a spine. How about calling for mass expulsion of GOP traitors? Oh, shit. Exclamation point. How about calling for... Fucking spine. <clears throat> Or how about calling for, so they don't want me to, mass expulsion. Call for an investigation. Demand it. We want Democrats to be better messengers. It's a we great want job, handful of Democrats. Nice to see you, Spine. How about calling for mass expulsion of J6 traitors in Congress? Call on DOJ to investigate them, please. <sighs> to the House Democrats on X. <coughs> House Democrats. Okay. Be strong. Today. Well, this new class of Democrats is that, and it is good to see. Also good to see good economic news, inflation gas. down, gas prices down, Americans feeling renewed confidence in the economy, Obamacare sign-ups up. Comment There's real out. momentum here. So naturally, Donald Trump has said publicly that he doesn't like that. He said publicly he's hoping for an economic crash in the next 
12 months. Could you believe that? I, I can because he says things like that. It's fucking and so treasonous. these MAGA Republicans, once again, hearing those words, are playing games and threatening to shut down the government, even though there was already a bipartisan deal that was struck between Chuck Schumer in the Senate and Mike Johnson in the House of Representatives. They're trying to listen to Donald Trump and trying to attack us from within. But first, I just want to start with the breaking news as we went live that President Biden is uniting world leaders as we speak and striking Trump Houthis can't debate in Yemen following a series of Red Sea attacks by the Houthis there. 16K uh, a watching. has just been issued by President Biden saying, today at my direction, U.S. military forces together with the United Kingdom and with the support of Australia, Bahrain, Canada, and the Netherlands, successfully conducted strikes against a number of targets in Yemen used by Houthi rebels to endanger freedom of navigation in one of the world's most vital waterways. Week. And uh, this follows the U.S. and U.K. being targeted um, by the Houthis, and the Houthis have been targeting a lot of ships in the Red Crazy Sea Eddie in the had past the best two stuff. months. We'll keep you updated as we learn more there. We're joined once again by Brett Micellis and, of course, Jordy. Jordy, I pre- you, you've just done such an incredible job, Jordy, though, I think holding it down as well while Brett's been gone. And, Brett, we're all glad to have you back. Everybody missed you, Brett. It's good to be back, and I, I see all the love in the chat. I'm very grateful for it. I want to thank you guys both for holding it down. I want to thank the entire Midas Touch team for holding it down. I just want to get this, this straight. I'm gone for a week. Ben's on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene's whipping out pictures of Hunter Biden's dick. <laughs> Trump's back in court again. You know, it's like the more things change, the more things stay the same. But I am thrilled to be back yeah. here. Unfortunately, I had a uh, family emergency that I had to attend to. Uh, it's been a rough, uh, it's been a rough week or so uh, for me and my family uh, over here. But uh, I'm happy to be back with the Midas Mighty, and I'm very thankful for all the support that you've given me. And brothers, thank you so much for uh, letting me attend to that and uh, for just holding things down. I mean, I, I, I was so heartwarming when I was able to check in with the podcast and see the comments. Um, and, and see everybody with the hashtag free breath and the emojis and stuff. It, it really made me laugh and really made me smile during a tough time. So thank you, everybody. And then, B, on top of that, man, I mean, today when Ben was doing the introduction, I know you mentioned it for the audio listeners. We have our live chat here. I mean, the bread emojis were going crazy during the intro. Ben, I think there was going to be a full-on revolt in this episode if we didn't get Brett back. So, Brett, I'm glad you're back. I know the Midas Mighty are we should, we should just really get into it, fellas. What do you think? There were closing arguments uh, today in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case. And before today, there's always games with MAGA Republicans. Mm. Like, there's always a game or a stick or some way to try to deceive. And so there's Donald Trump right there. So Donald Trump's lawyer, Christopher Keist, informed the court. The way the New York court system works, there's a lot of emails going back and forth between the judges and the lawyers and the parties. And so the judge said, okay, can everybody just let me know who's gonna be giving the closing arguments? We just need to prepare. Let's go over the logistics. And then Christopher Keist, Donald Trump's lawyer said, oh yeah, and Donald Trump's going to give part of the closing argument, which isn't allowed by the rules. Where a party is represented by counsel, the law, the CPLR, the New York Rules of Procedure, like in all states, say no. 
your lawyers have to give it. If you want to fire your lawyers and you're just representing yourself pro per, then you can give the closing argument if you just represent yourself. But otherwise, it seems like it makes sense, right, that your lawyers would give the statement unless the judge allows it. So the New York Attorney General's office objected to it because they don't want a circus. But Judge Ngoron's like, I'll allow it. I just need Donald Trump to agree that he's going to follow the same rules that the lawyers follow and that everybody has to follow. It's very simple. He's just bound by the same rules. Good? You good with that? And Christopher Keist responds, Trump's lawyer responds, that is very unfair. No, we will not agree to that. You will not agree to the rules that everybody else has to follow. So Judge Agoron basically said, okay, I'm not going to debate this with you. Take it or leave it. He follows the rules that everybody follows, or he doesn't give a closing argument. There was no response. And then Judge Agoron said, okay, not having heard from you, by the third extended deadline, noon today, I assume that Mr. Trump will not agree to the reasonable, lawful limits I have imposed as a precondition to giving closing statements above and beyond those given by his attorneys, and that, therefore, he will not be speaking in court tomorrow. So, naturally, Donald Trump goes out and starts to whine. You're depriving me. I want to give closing statements. Wah, pity me. Feel bad for me. And it's so important that we frame this. I call him the Pied Piper of lying and whining. Mm -hmm. And he just goes around the country not spreading hope, but spreading hate and just whining all across the country. Oh, they're going after me. It's this judge. It's that person. It's E. Jean Carroll. It's, it's deranged Jack Smith. It's it's New York Attorney General Letitia James. It's Judge Ngoron. It's Judge Chutkin. It's it's just going around whining. It's like loser behavior. By the way, that's why I like that President Biden and others are now just saying, this is a loser. This is what weak losers do. And repeat it, loser, loser. Because who goes around and whines like this? But closing arguments ended up taking place and naturally... At the end of it, Chris Keist, Donald Trump's lawyer, said, Donald Trump would like to speak. So Judge Ngoron looks at Donald Trump and says, okay, will you follow the... Before he could even say rules, Donald Trump just starts speaking. And he starts doing everything he's not supposed to do. He attacks the judge. He attacks New York Attorney General Letitia James. He whines. He complains. My, my balance sheet's perfect. It's all perfect. Everybody knows it's perfect. This is an unfair statute. This is so unfair the way I'm being treated. So he does that because you can only really I'm do that for like three to five minutes. Poor Trumpy. With his accordion hands that he does. And then he storms out of the courtroom, leaves, runs away to 40 Wall Street, which is one of the sites that it's alleged where the fraud was actually Scene of the crime. And then he gives this bizarre press conference with Alina Haba, who's there, and she's like calling Donald Trump's like adult grown men like kids. They're going after the little kids. She, she, she actually says that. And she goes on these really weird rants. But the reporters, to their credit, were asking Donald Trump questions like, hey, by the way, your lawyer earlier this week before the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals claimed that your view of absolute presidential immunity means that you believe you could have ordered the Navy SEALs to kill your political opponent and you would receive absolute immunity <laughs> for that. Hey, 
Do you agree with that, Mr. Trump? The reporters asked him during this press conference after he whined, left the courthouse after that closing statement, went to Fort Wall Street, and watch how Donald Trump responds to this question. Play this clip. Do you agree with your lawyers that they said on Tuesday that you should not be prosecuted or could not be prosecuted if you ordered Steel Team 6 to kill a political Well, you're talking about a totally different case, the immunity. I say this, on immunity, very simple, if a president of the United States does not have immunity, he'll be totally ineffective because he won't be able to do anything because it will mean he'll be prosecuted, strongly prosecuted perhaps, uh, as soon as he leaves office by, his, by the opposing party. You should be prosecuted if you order Navy SEAL Team 6 to kill your political rival. And by the way, those are the types of questions. Though. That was a good question, the way it was framed. And those are the types of I bet you you can ask Donald Trump some of the most outlandish things, and he would give you an answer like that. Like, seriously, if you asked him, would you consider an alliance with Vladimir Putin together? to attack Ukraine. Like if you asked him a question like that, I have a great degree of confidence that he wouldn't say, no, I wouldn't do that. I think that he would give you some word salad that would basically imply the answer is yes. Hey, would you consider supplying nuclear weapons to North Korea? I have a strong feeling that his response would be, well, everybody says that Kim Jong-un is very strong, like Victor Orban, very strong. Do you know about President Xi? He's a tough, he's like a, he's like a Hollywood actor. He wouldn't say no. I just think some of the questions should actually be, take the most outlandish scenario, ask him the question, and I bet you he will prove right then and there, just like that kind of question, that he will completely and utterly sell America out each and every time, although that should obviously be clear. Brett, Jordy, from your non-legal perspective, this, this is pretty wild. Uh, it's pretty wild. I mean, it's to be expected. But, you know, it's funny. There are Pernicious multiple other uh, of epic proportions uh, out there. None of them have seemed to have this same issue that Donald Trump. Pernicious traitor of epic proportions. Has had. None of them seem to, what did Donald Trump say the other day, the message I caught? Oh, they're doing this. No president could ever live out his golden years. His golden years, everybody, if they allow, if they don't allow immunity, if they don't allow presidents to assassinate their political opponents, how are they supposed to live out their golden years? Well, perhaps do not commit crimes. And that's Fucking the pernicious. about getting Donald Trump on the record. Side note, do you think Donald Trump is just like, Get me some American flags. And they're like, how many American flags? And he's like, all the American flags. I need every American flag we have and throw them behind me. It's such a disgrace. And we talk about this a lot. The way MAGA, the way the right weaponizes this iconography of the United States, weaponizes actual patriotism and turns it into this twisted kind of faux patriotism, weaponizes it in order to justify their illegal actions and their fundamentally anti-American actions. And that's what we see mm -hmm. with Donald Trump on a daily, if not hourly basis. And that's why, Brett, to that end, exactly. That's why I put the flag behind me when we do the show, because the, the flag's been weaponized by the most anti-American movement in, in American history. 
And so I think, you know, for, for a long time, you know, you're on Twitter, you're on the social media app, you see someone with a flag in their yeah. profile, the first yeah. thing you would think of, and it's sad, is, oh, this person's probably a MAGA, where it shouldn't, it shouldn't be wet. Stealing it back. Maga Mania, here's the flag, Maga Maniacs. <laughs> in that way. It should it should never be it should never be that. And then Ben, can we comment really quickly on how Trump sort of weaponized the rescinding offer, quote-unquote, the judge rescinded the offer to the media. But what actually happened, I, I want to comment on, on that, what we were talking about earlier, is the headline that Trump put out has been the playbook that he's been running from jump, that he runs in every court, that he does one thing in the court, but then to the media says another, and this was the headline that the media has been waiting for, that, that was their red meat. Let me take Trump's word and say, the judge rescinds my ability to speak and have the closing argument or whatnot. Without actually looking into the facts, Ben, as you so beautifully laid out, no, what actually happened there was the judge had, had contacted Trump's lawyer time after time saying, hey, if you don't agree to these terms, we can't move forward. I can't accept this. So this is your last chance here. This is my third email to you. Are we moving forward? And so that's what actually happened because he didn't get a response on that. It's Trump ridiculous. realizes how easy it is to play the media mm -hmm. because they're racing for that first headline to be first. Yep. So they're going to take the information from Donald Trump's spin, which is always a lie, and that becomes the first headline before there is sufficient data. And in all of these cases, the E. Jean Carroll case, for example, Donald Trump blows all of the deadlines, doesn't disclose the expert on time, doesn't file what's called a motion in limine to exclude the expert of E. Jean Carroll or challenge the expert of E. Jean Carroll. Donald Trump did not provide his DNA sample on time, but then he goes back and says, I wanted to test that dress. No, you did it. You actually opposed it. You did not submit your expert declaration on time. You did not even assert absolute presidential immunity in this new E. Jean Carroll case, the defamation trial that's scheduled in the next five days for three years. So you waived it. And the Second Circuit said you waived the right. And then what does he do? They're all weaponized against me. That's why I say I don't use his language like that. I go, this is just a baby. He gives a bad name to babies. He's just a whiny loser who's pathetic who's incompetent, and then he just starts whining over the judge this, this is happening to me, oh my god, I'm so sad about what's happening. And then, by the way, during this weird press conference, Why wasn't Diaper Don's refusal to Diaper Don's refusal to give DNA sample considered an admission of guilt? Prince at 40 Wall Street. 
he's spending his time tormenting a woman who he has already been adjudicated to have raped by a federal jury and by a federal judge in New York, E. Jean Carroll. He's already been found liable for rape and defamation in May. There's a new trial on, on a separate cause of action for defamation that happened at an earlier time while Trump was in office. But Trump's already been found liable, and Trump spends his time today, as we're five or six days out from that new trial, attacking E. Jean Carroll and saying horrible things about her. This will be introduced at the trial for punitive damages. Then he's going to whine, oh, they awarded hundreds of millions of dollars in punitive damages to me. Yes, because you engage in conduct like this. And that's what I said at the beginning. This behavior would be subject to, like, restraining orders. I said this is a political beatdown. Like, Attempt. if this behavior took place in any corporation, <laughs> nonprofit, social club, fantasy football, You'd fire the person, you'd get rid of them, you'd have restraining orders against them. But in the MAGA Republican Party, they become the leader. The incentive structure is to promote people who torment the victims Crazy. they've been adjudicated in federal courts who have raped. That's the status of the MAGA Republican Party. It's sickening. That's who they are. Play this clip of Donald Trump ranting and defaming Eugene Carroll. Play it. Yeah, well, that's another one that's uh, sponsored by Reed Hoffman and some Democrat operatives. I never saw this woman in my life other than they have a picture with her and her husband, uh, John Johnson, a nice guy who was a newscaster. Yeah, he many knows years a ago. lot about him. And she said horrible things about him. This guy. Uh, since. I mean, yeah. horrible, horrible things. Therefore, the bad names. justifies my attacking uh, her. I have no idea who this woman her, is. Basically. I have absolutely no idea. I think no he's just jealous because she had a black husband. This is even a case. This should never have happened. But again, and this so is sponsored her. by the Democrats. It's another case. All sponsored uh, by, it's a demeaning kind of thing. That's what they want to do. Because she had a black husband. And yeah, I'm going to go to it. And I'm going to explain. I don't know who the hell she is. I have no oh, idea. They called me up years ago. That's like and they another, said, do you know about this At least this five million woman? right there. 25 or 30 years ago. She doesn't even know the date, the time, the month, the season. She has no idea. Hundred fifty million dollar fine. We can afford it. Anderson Cooper interview of her, and if you take a look at that, His, Trump uh, is so innocent. But we have been given a very unfair trial there too. I don't get billions for the Russian mafia. Talks about themselves like that. Do Trump? Ben is so innocent. Ben is Trump is so innocent. I mean, who even speaks like that? And he's already been found liable. So guess what? You don't get to say those things because you've already lost the trial that when you had the opportunity to testify, you fled. Again, like the loser that you are, like the coward that you are, you fled to Scotland and held up a shovel and pretended you were building something yourself and you lost. So now what's going to happen? The judge is going to say, as the judge already has, you can't say that. So what's he going to say? I'm being gagged. They're preventing me from saying what I want you to say. I want to testify, but this Democrat judge is not letting me know. The judge lets you. The last time, even when you waived your right to testify, the judge said, I'll wait until he comes back. Just Good, let's like wait until Monday and he can testify. <laughs> and then Donald Trump's lawyer, Joe Takapina. When you imitate him. <laughs>
Iskusic, don't listen to what he's saying. He's not showing up. I promise you, he's not going to testify. And then Donald Trump, true to that word, did not show up and did not testify. That's what took place. And, and by the way, I'm about to show you hey, some clips there, right? of what Alina... Thanks for 316K. Even if it's just law enforcement, of course. Surveilling Lena me without a warrant. was saying during this press conference. And it's super weird because Donald Trump's there like leaning back and the whole scene is bizarre. But here's what Alina Habba said today during her closing argument. This was her closing argument to defend her client, Donald Trump. Quote, we are just human beings. And Donald <laughs> no, Trump did his best referring Fucking to reptiles. why all, all these errors, which is actually fraud. She goes, this is just human errors in the document. This is what humans do. This is human errors. And then she says the following. She goes, explain to me, you're trying to commit a fraud. Why you would put it in writing to a real estate agent? Why would you put it in writing? You either say it you put it in that's the way fraud works it has to occur like this is an argument it has to take place through some for us that's what she argues and then she says does it even make sense why why would donald trump and the trump organization hire a heavyweight accounting firm like mazers if he was going to commit a fraud tell me that they hire one of the largest accounting firms in the entire state of New York. So did Enron. So did Bernie Madoff. So did fraudsters. That's why the accounting firms have disclaimers that say they rely on the information provided by the clients and they are not held responsible. You know that worthless clause you were talking about? That was their disclaimer, not yours. That's what it said, that Trump was responsible for it. So those were the arguments right there. That, oh, we're human beings. He did his best. We're human beings. He did his best. I mean, how bizarre can you be? So then that's what takes place in the courtroom. Here's what takes place outside the courtroom. Here she's ranting about how Donald Trump is not a fraudster. Here, <laughs> special properties. Real estate is an art, not a science. <laughs> but you know what else is an art? You know what else isn't a science? Political motivated individuals. She's using this to paint a canvas that Donald Trump is a fraudster because they can't beat him in the polls. They can't beat him in the polls because she ran on Trump because that was the only way she could win. And now today, after 11 weeks, after three mm -hmm. years, we have concluded that he indeed committed no wrong. The Trump Organization committed no wrong, and the kids have been dragged in just like the other defendants, and it is wrong. America needs to step up, and there's only one person who can do that. My client, Donald Trump. I mean, this is like an SNL skit, and she's so dangerous because she thinks that she is good. Like, at least when it... At least when it comes to Christina Bob, I think Christina Bob like has an understanding that she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why there I have, I have some sympathy for Christina Bob. Some, not a lot. Let's be clear. Baba is younger <laughs> than the quote unquote kids. Like I just want to put that out there. She's younger than both Don Jr. and Eric Trump. 
And that was, that was a bizarre clip. If you're watching, if you're watching on YouTube just now. Do you guys know it? Alina Hobbit didn't move her other arm. Like it just stood in one place. You mm -hmm. have Donald Trump. Oh, weird. I like to the line like, and we have determined the Trump organization. We have determined <laughs> no fraud. Oh, okay. Shocking, uh, shocking result of your investigation of yourself, Alina Hobbit. Wow, that really clears it up. You investigated yourself, no fraud. Okay, <laughs> all good. Whatever you and Donald Trump say, it's okay. It just reminds me of like the student who shows up guys who did not read any of the material, who has to give the report, so they just like say things and, and it's just the whole thing was a non sequitur what she just even said. Real estate <laughs> is an art and not a science. And you know what else is an art and a science? New York Attorney General Letitia James and the political... That's an art and a science. It was fascist Michael Scott from The Office. That's what that was. Fascist Michael Scott. Where's the art and You would think that there's some... Usually when you do that, then the next thing is about an art versus a science. For her... And then at the very end, she has to like correct herself quickly because she goes on this entire rant, right? And then she goes, and now there's only one person who could say it better than me. Donald Trump, I mean, President Trump. <laughs> oh, and then there's this one line too, and then I want to talk about the town hall where Donald Trump keeps on using this line that New York Attorney General Letitia James kicked out Exxon from the state. Exxon left in 1989. But this is what Donald Trump keeps on repeating. And his MAGA base, I think they just like love being fed these ridiculous lies. But you could just Google when Exxon left in 1989. But here Donald Trump just repeats this over and over. Play this clip. You could, you could, I, I don't know if I have this one, by the way. Um, but yeah, he continues to do the Exxon thing. And do the Exxon thing. All right. Very impressive for a young Letitia James who was never a turn of the time. A, a, little, a little rusty, Brett, coming back. A little rusty with it. Look, we're go going to the Trump Town Hall um, that happened the previous day. Donald Trump counter-program the debate that he was scared to attend between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. I mean, that in and of itself is like very refused to even do like one debate at all. But I want to show you right here what Donald and then Fox provides a very willing propaganda on. Sure, you want to counter program the other Republican candidates? Well, absolutely. Come on on. We'll we'll give you the biggest softball questions. And so this was some of like the easiest questions to possibly answer. Like imagine what's going to happen in a real debate. I don't think Trump does a debate. I can't imagine that he takes this to a national audience and debates President Biden where he's going to answer questions like that. I, I, I think that there's a real chance Trump doesn't debate. Let's play this clip here with Trump just admitting to emolument clause violation, just like just going up there and talking about treason and, and engaging in treason, like just, just basic stuff. Let's play this clip. And if I have a hotel and somebody comes in from China, that's a small amount of money. And you know, it sounds like a lot of money. That's a small... But I was doing services for that. People were staying in these massive hotels, these beautiful hotels, because I have the best hotels. I have the best.
clubs. I have the best clubs. I have, the, I have great stuff. And they stay there and they pay. I don't get $8 million for doing nothing. Don't get $8 million from doing nothing. And he said, I have the best clubs. My clubs are Hardcore grafting. My, my clubs are great. They're the best. They're the best. I mean, I mean, you just look at that. Have the best stuff. So the, the easiest way to get Donald Trump to admit to crimes is to give him a crime Talk that doesn't make stuff. it seem like it's big enough. So eight million dollars, he was like, "That's not even a lot of money," <laughs> you know. And then he goes into bragging about the crime. It's like it, it's that easy to bait him. But that admission, honestly, that's like a, a pretty devastating admission for him. And it's like that, that would be a major story in and of itself, right? And Donald Trump, okay. just like he always does, comes out with it, and then it gets kind of relatively. A bigger doozy.
against Diaper Donald. Diaper Donalds. Where are the trees in? And Tara's in charges. This is utterly disqualifying, and you're absolutely right. When you look at world events right now, you know what we need more than ever in a global climate like this? We need allies, and we need to get the backs of our allies. It's one of the most important things. The fact that President Biden could rally the world, could rally 44 countries together to respond to the Houthis and their attacks in the Red Sea. That's why you need strong alliances, and that's why you need to live up to your commitments. This is a serious thing. It's not a game. These Republicans treat everything like it's a game, and there are lives on the line here. If you just asked if President Biden said any of these things, would he be disqualified? The answer is always yes. So the media needs to just, they don't need to favor anybody. They just don't need to help. Like they affirmatively help Donald Trump and try to filter all of these things that we're just showing you what it is that he's saying into something that resembles a position that could at least look somewhat normal. Why are you doing that, Brian? That's not what he's doing. He's saying treasonous, traitorous stuff, admitting to felonies and treason out loud, and you don't even think that's worthy of a story, but you spend your editorial time transforming what he's saying into things that could be packaged as legitimate enough to put as an as an argument. Why are you doing that? Bro? Also, what's the sniffing about? What's what, what's the sniffling? Like every other word, he's sniffling. We're just gonna have to say, call, we're gonna have to call him sniffles at this point. I, I would I would say it's a stink, <laughs> but I would think you would I would think you'd be used to the stink by now, walking around and living in it. But yet he's just sniffing every other word. It's like I've never I've never been out of like it's going out of style. I, 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 I don't want I don't want to lose. I, sorry, I don't want to lose this line that he said during that whatever that that rant was. He just said, you know, I see some very good looking children Hitler in, in the audience. Like the, I'm sorry, it's just a weird line. Maniac. Imagine if Biden just said that in the context of any question that he ever answered. <laughs> what the what all these weird Twitter accounts would do to that clip and oh, that was a weird. What a weird thing to say. Be QAnon Christmas, Jordy. QAnon Christmas. I'm sorry. Ben. What were you saying? Sounded important. Oh, by the way, I hope that all of our viewers are going through some of these videos that we're working on. Doing these big, deep dives on Donald Trump's connections with Jeffrey Epstein. And I know a lot of this has been reported before, but we've really kind of connected the dots in ways that really haven't before. And I think it is important when you hear Donald Trump brag in 2005 about walking into the dressing room of teenage girls to see them naked. I mean, he's saying that in his words, that there are statements of Donald Trump calling Jeffrey Epstein a terrific guy who likes to be with girls on the younger side. He's a terrific person to be with. Those are Donald yeah. Trump's words, knowing that he's on the flight log seven times, knowing Donald Trump's relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell, how she would introduce young girls to him back in 1997. There are articles 
from uh, magazines and newspapers in London calling her Madam Maxwell, introducing women to Donald Trump and talking about how he installed the women in his apartments. Like, this stuff needs to be talked about. And there's a reason why MAGA Republicans keep doing all of this projection because they're trying to hide and cover it up. That's why we talk about it. And I'm glad that Democratic Congress member Jared Moskowitz actually brought it up when Marjorie Taylor Greene tried to again show the Hunter Biden nudes and Jared Moskowitz showed the photo. Like, they're friends. Donald Trump and Epstein were were friends. And they, they hung out together a lot. They had a home right around the block from each other and spent a lot of time together. And so I was glad that Moskowitz actually um, called that out. We'll talk more about that. The big Midas Touch news. We now have an official newsletter, folks. Let's go. MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. Link below in the description. M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H dot com slash newsletter. Sign up, subscribe to our newsletter. We deliver breaking news, a lot of updates. It is really great. Our new newsletter, one of our big new initiatives as we head into 2024 midastouch.com slash newsletter and you see the growth of this platform we have the newsletter we have writers for this newsletter we're growing midastouch.com and that's thanks to all of you who have joined us at patreon.com slash midastouch p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash midastouch we don't have outside investors so the way you see how we're growing is through these emojis in the chat separately through our pro-democracy sponsors separately through patreon.com slash Midas Touch. So help us grow, help us continue uh, to this expansion. Again, MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. Make sure you sign up right now. And I want you to hear now from our pro-democracy sponsors. We'll be right back with a lot more after this quick break. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheet. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses luxurious If you use our your sleep with Miracle IDA that are designed to help all amazing that you could to give for Greg's coming in hot with an ad read and everything. I got new ad reads. We got some new analysis. This new year. We are so back, Midas Midas. We're so back. We are so back right now. I want to be a newsletter. New Midas Editor. New newsletter. Check it out. By the way, there have been so many signups to that newsletter during the commercial break. It was flying. MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. Let's go back to that. So-called town hall. That's how I should refer to it. I should have referred to it as the so-called town hall. Here, Donald Trump is bragging about overturning Roe, calling it a miracle. Let's play this clip. For 54 years, they were trying to get Roe v. Wade terminated, and I did it. And I'm proud to have done it. They wanted to get it back, right? You wouldn't be have that. There would be no question. Nobody else was going to get that done but me. And we did it. And we did something that was a miracle. And she said, we celebrate that, and he's bragging about it. And again, he, as, as President Biden posted, just like he said, he did it. He did it. Here, here's the thing, too, as we talk about Donald, there's what President Biden said. Donald Trump's been a loser in everything that he's run. Like, yep. you go back to Donald Trump's career, 
he has bankrupted everything. And what's good is it really looks like he's in overdrive to bankrupt fully the Republican Party. And I mean, they're obviously are bankrupted. They've become full MAGA. I get that. But he's going out of his way right now, it looks like, to just on every single point to try to alienate, I think, and where I hope most of Americans are. Now, the key thing is to get the data out to the people. People just need to understand. Now, they're starting to get it right now in 2024 as they're starting to be like, oh, wow. There's an election that's going to be happening very soon. Put it this way, back in 2020, Midas Touch was not even created until March of 2020. Midas Touch didn't even exist. And it didn't really even exist fully until like May. It's like, okay, this is something. A real thing. And it didn't really even exist as like a media company until right around January 6th of 2021. So just think there's a lot of there's a lot going on right now and I think people are starting to pay attention to whoa whoa he says that he does that and that's where you know as we had 16,000 17,000 concurrent people here live and the shows are now getting more people watching this than like CNN and MSNBC and Fox in addition, I feel like a lot of people watch the cable networks to hate watch it. They turn it on and they go, oh, oh I hate this. And then they and then they turn it or they turn it off. But with the people here, you're coming here with love and passion. So not only do we community. have people viewing this, but this community then shares the info, share the data. Just get the facts out to the people. That's the thing. I'm not trying to give like unfair advantages. I'm just saying here's here's what Donald Trump is saying. Like, oh, Donald Trump is rooting for an economic crash. Yeah. Multiple times this week, Donald Trump has said if he wants to see the economy crash in the next 12 months because he thinks that will help him and that he doesn't want to be Herbert Hoover. He says, by the way, you are Herbert Hoover. You already are Herbert Hoover. Millions of jobs while you were in office. But take a look at what Donald Trump says. You said this week in an interview uh, that if there's an economic crash, that you hope it happens now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 By the way, Brett, do we have the clip of Don <laughs> Jr. moments before we went live talking about, and again, they live in a made-up world where every objective data says that things are better right now because they actually are. But here's what they're running with. Don Jr., who's campaigning in Iowa, Donald Trump, that every single metric, they say, when Trump was in office, was better. Even with COVID, even during COVID, they say, that things were better. Just listen, this is what they're saying to their people. And by the way, if you watch Fox, this is what they tell their people. And it's like, yeah, but what about every objective metric that you could possibly imagine? Saying the exact opposite. Here, watch Don Jr. Rusty, rusty today. That's rusty, okay. Rusty. <laughs> There's no audio on that clip. It's okay, Brett. Just shake off the cobwebs. We're all good. It's a great episode. It's a great episode. Great episode. Great episode. Great episode. It's a great episode. I'll be back on it. Dare I move on to the next topic? <laughs> let's, let's move on to the next one. But it's funny. <laughs> but it's funny because, you know, when, when I was gone, um, you know, I was a little more detached from the news cycle a little bit. 
And I, I saw everything from a little bit more, kind of uh, slightly more of an outsider perspective. And I, like, I know we all see it and we live in it and everything, but to see how manipulative like a Fox News is and all these networks are when you see what the actual truth is and just how they bend it in such an evil and insidious way and how there's this entire orchestrated collaborative group of people on the right in this MAGA world that are just flooding the zone every day with lies, 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 BS, BS, BS. doesn't matter how big the lie is, how small the lie is. They're just going to flood the zone with fake shit every single second of every single day. It's what we're fighting back against here. I mean, it's why we are here at Midas Touch. But it's one of the most insidious things out there. What I was kind of calling it to myself over the break was fascist fan fiction. It's what it is. They invent their own stories. They invent their own fascist fan fiction, which is not associated at all with reality. And like the Epstein stuff, for example, it's a great example, right? There are real people named in these court documents. Not every, It doesn't mean everybody right, so named like in these court documents did something fiction. wrong, per se. But there are real people named in these court documents. Donald Trump is named in these court documents. He's on the flight logs with Jeffrey Epstein seven times. Those flight logs were released in 2021. Yes, Bill Clinton is in there. Yes, Alan Dershowitz is in there. There are people named in these logs. But what does MAGA do? MAGA literally creates their own Epstein logs, their fake fabricated logs. And who is on this fake Epstein list? It's every liberal and celebrity that MAGA hates, coincidentally, right? They just throw every... I hate Obama, so yes, Obama's on there, yes, Jimmy Kimmel, Joe Biden, just people who have never had any association with them. Then there are well, there's well-documented hours of footage. Most, I've seen more pictures of Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein than I think, I think I've seen with Donald Trump and Barron Trump. There are more pictures <laughs> out there of guys. I think there are more that exist. I really, I genuinely believe that there are more pictures of Trump and Epstein than Trump with Barron. And they create this narrative of people who have never in their entire life associated with the guy. And they do it about everything. The economy's going well. It's the worst economy. They do it about every single... The COVID wasn't that bad. They try to rewrite history. January 6th. Oh, it was the Fed. Oh, it was BLM. Oh, it was Antifa. No matter what the truth is, we're just going to throw as much shit out there, see what sticks to the wall, and we're going to confuse people, and we're going to wear them down. It's all they got. It's all they got. But that's why I actually like, and people might be like, oh, why, why, why do you like this? I actually like now when Donald Trump has one of these fake town halls on Fox. Why? Because... As more and more people start to tune in, I think Donald Trump has been lulled a bit into a sense of complacency. I think Donald Trump has been getting away with saying this stuff to his base over and over and over. And guess what? They love when he says that there. But when he's going to start going in front of national audiences and he's going to say it was a miracle, not just that Roe was a good decision, but it was a miracle that we got rid of Roe. You know who's going to hate that? Most moderate voters, independent voters, the voters who are going to decide the election. That's who it's going to motivate. So right now I'm in the camp of let him talk. And as more and more people begin to tune into these elections, like Ben said, Midas Touch wasn't even a glimmer in our eye in January of 2020 at this point. Think about that. And think about how things ramped up and how, things cra how crazy things got over that summer. How crazy things got as we reached those November elections. 
that's still all ahead of us, and so much could happen. Like so much could happen that we are unable to predict here. But what I want is I want for everybody out there to truly understand how dangerous this guy is. I really need people to understand the threat. And that also starts with you out there watching and listening to the show, spreading those clips, and showing people that this is who he is. And it's, it's the threat of the whole Jordy. Sorry. No, I was gonna, I was gonna, it's just the total disassociation with reality that these diehard MAGA cult followers have. And same with Donald Trump, right? Right, you said it so perfectly right there. It's one thing when he's in front of his gymnasium of people out of high school talking about how great it is that he overturned Roe. But once he's on the public stage using these same talking points that work so well for him at these weirdo fascist WWE MAGA rallies that he throws with you know, 300 people here or 200, you know, 500 people there. Yeah, that's great when you're in your little MAGA bubble and your MAGAverse, but you take that to a moderate voter, Brett, and you're exactly right. They're going to be so turned off by this behavior. Because put it this way, if this behavior, again, existed in any organization, nonprofit, small-sized company, a medium-sized company, a large corporation, nonprofits, social clubs, charities, your fantasy football team, and people behave the way not just Donald Trump, but the whole MAGA Republican Party behaves right now, that would not be okay. It would be fired. As I said, there'd probably be a restraining order against them because their conduct would be so harassing that it would be like, hey, you know, it'd be criminal. I mean, showing like nude photos of people who don't give you the consent to do that, like Marjorie Taylor Greene does over and over again, like you'd be instantly fired and criminally prosecuted. And that's why I do like these congressional hearings, because Comer Pyle is such a Comer Pyle, and, and, and James Comer is like the worst, and MAGA Republicans, they're not good at it, they lie, and Brett, to your point, they get complacent, because they have this echo chamber which tells them that they are great, when objectively, they're not talented people, like they're not even talented at being bad, which is why I always say MAGA equals fascism, plus idiocracy, and the idiocracy overpowers the fascism, fortunately, which is why it looks like this complete and utter idiocracy, the movie. Like, it's like, this, is this it's like, it looks like parody. Like, you couldn't script this. So Hunter Biden makes the decision to show up at this contempt hearing so that the MAGA Republicans were going to. He walks, right, and I think as Jamie Raskin was talking, and then all of these MAGA Republicans who are doing this as their PR stunt on this committee, like, they just start getting terrified. Like, Hunter showed up. Not only showed up, Hunter's like, he doesn't say this, but the implication was, I'm, I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'll testify right now. Because he's here. He's there. Put me in front of you. I'll go under oath. No limitations. Isn't this what you want? You're holding me in contempt for not testifying. I'm here to testify. I am here. You want me to testify in a secret deposition? Why? Just do it publicly. Hunter's never said, well, everybody only gets five minutes of questioning. No limitations attached to it. Infinite time. Ask Hunter everything. And if you're like, well, we want to do a deposition first, then do the deposition publicly. Then do the hearing publicly. You have infinite time with Hunter. Wouldn't that be great if you're a MAGA Republican and all you do is talk about this person? All of the time, all of the headlines would be Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Everyone would be glued to it. And they're too scared to do it. So Hunter shows up, and what do they do? And as I said, if somebody talked the way these MAGA Republicans talk in an organization, they'd be fired. Take Nancy Mace, MAGA Republican Nancy Mace. 
She looks at Hunter and tells him that he has no balls. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene proceeds to show photographs of Hunter <laughs> Biden's actual balls. I just think, just think about what I just said. Magna <laughs> Republican Nancy Mace says to Hunter, you have no balls. Mm-hmm. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene holds up a photo that Hunter Biden did not give her permission to show, of course, of his actual balls. And these people are in Congress. So, mm-hmm. so first, let me show you Nancy Mace saying this. Are you scared you have no balls? He's there. He's like, call me up right now. What are you talking Like, It's ridiculous. Play this clip of Nancy Mace. Mr. Chairman, uh, Chairman Comer, 